There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, mm. pico de gallo, oh. purple cabbage, Yummy. and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. And wow. Can I just say? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're phonating a consonant sound there. What word does M start with? I mean, what word starts with M? <laughs> does M start with? Ah, it's rule culture number 12. What, what word does, does M start with? <laughs> well, I have a couple words in mind. Is it well, mermaid? No. Even hmm. though the cover of the Little Mix single is They're All Mermaids. And oh my we God. must talk about those girls. I forgot about Little Mix, but yes, we must talk about those holiday girls. Can't forget about them. They were mermaids on the cover of their new single holiday, holiday. but no, the word I was thinking of is not mermaid, not so nice. Is it makeup? No, even though I have been wearing makeup every single day for the last two weeks, shooting my soon-to-be hit series Hot Dog for HBO Max, but that's not it. Well, make sure you're using you're doing a double cleanse. I mean, now you're you're kind of past the point of of of, of the skincare adjustment, but your skin looks wonderful, by the way. Thank you for saying, but no, makeup is not the word. Is it music? Yes, bitch. It's music. Music <gasps> is the word I was thinking of that starts with M. Oh my goodness. And there's so much music to talk about. So this is gonna be a culture catch-up episode, as uh, if you can't tell already, dear reader. Mm-hmm. Um I was telling Matt earlier the din of the requests for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Chromatica, yes, Women in Music Part Three, right? Uh, 
uh, gas lighter. Come on. Folklora. And I mean, let's just stop it all right now and say, yeah. talk about how you felt when you stumbled upon the knowledge that Taylor was going to surprise us with a full-length album. I, I think it still hasn't sunk in. It still hasn't sunk in. I'll tell you what. This is my actual sort of journey with 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 the mm-hmm. the reveal is that I woke up um, one morning to a text from you saying new it's Taylor true. album tonight, and I was yeah. like, in my groggy state, I was like, okay, like sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of dismissed it. I don't know why, but like my instinct was just to dismiss. I couldn't, pro- my, my, in my groggy state, my, I think I knew, my limbic brain knew I couldn't really process it the right way. So I was like, It was okay. a lot of information all at once. It really was. It was really overwhelming. I will, I'm, I'm not even like underutilizing, I'm not even like underplaying that word, downplaying it. It's like, it was really underwhelming. Or well, overwhelming. Taylor's albums are such events that for one to just kind of sneak up out of nowhere, I was like, not ready for it because she's that never done event. this before. But and this is the event. And also, you know, not to not to make it about this, but it is a business, the music business, sexually real culture number fourteen. It, it is, is a biz- business, business, the music, the music business. business. It's been hugely successful in the days that it's come out. Yes. So there is something to be said about this sort of surprise attack thing if right. you can pull it off because they tend to perform really well um for these big tent pole pop girls. Right. But um I was kind of like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. And I immediately told Jared, who's, a, of course, a huge Taylor stan, and he proceeded yes. to cry and cry and cry for hours. Mm. Um, but what I felt was excited because of the images and the yes. title of the album, because I've been waiting for her to do this sort of scaled yes. back, more singer songwritery. Yes. Uh, lyrical thing because I feel like that just feels like a natural progression for now totally. and I was excited about the promise of the album and do you think it delivered on the promise see here's the deal you have an interesting response to the actual the content of the album I think right? yeah so I'll just say how I felt in the day it came out I, like mm-hmm. I was like not in the mood for it because I was working and I, I I was busy and I wanted to listen to more upbeat music to drive me and I just you didn't were really restless. have yeah, I didn't have the mental space. I wasn't like in the place to sit down and listen to it yeah. because I could have been, but I just really wanted to give it its moment. So for the first three days of it, I really didn't listen to it very much. Of course, we listened to it the night it came out, like minutes after it was released, like sitting in a living room while straight people tried on clothes and and it had conversations so, around us. So disrespectful. Us. So disrespectful. Really disrespectful. And we were liking it, but I was like, yeah. this is a vibe in a way that I need to like really give this a second. So I haven't until today and I really appreciate it and like it so much. Okay. Curious about what you are feeling. Cause I have, I have thoughts as we go through the album itself. Okay. I see. And I'm happy to go down that sort of um, um, framework too, but we can um, do a track by track on this one, honey. We really can. I mean, for all the albums that we're going to talk about, if you want, I I would love, Um, but I, I fucking love it. I think it's Mm -hmm. so great. And it's, and it's interesting because you and I have sort of casually and like everyone else and every other Swifty has, has been like, okay, her next album is going to be her going back to her roots, quote unquote, right. her, her doing country again, her doing stripped down. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Craig Jenkins and Vulture, one of my favorite music writers um, in Vulture was saying how this isn't her going back to her roots. It's her doing something she actually really hasn't done before. But, yeah. in, but I mean, in the, in the package of 
this folk aesthetic and the cottagecore aesthetic, but it's like the, the execution is still her doing what she does best, which, which is songwriting and storytelling and imagistic sto- story songs in that way. Right. But I think it's fucking phenomenal. I... God, I'm like, I'm I'm honestly taken back to high school where I was doing the most like indie rock drag you could possibly be doing. And yep. I was standing the national, like mm-hmm. the alligator and boxer I fucking love. And then um Trouble Will Find Me Too, which is which is more recent. Um, such a good album, but like love the national, of course, like fingered myself to Bon Iver, obviously at the time before the Kanye mm-hmm. collab. I mean, even well, no, even the Kanye collaboration, I was like, I'm on board. I mean, lately Bon Iver has sort of like like the, there's a whole like Father John Misty Boney Vare like cottage core aesthetic where it's like oh that's like a male domain and then recently you've had like you have your Sharon Van Etten's your um, Waxahachies your your um your like whatever's just like sort of your female artists sort of take up that space and it's so good to right. see, have Taylor come in as this like juggernaut in music and like mm-hmm. pull it off so well I mean this is the thing with Taylor I think Taylor and Gaga are on the same level as being musical chameleons where they can really like try for something a different a different uh try for specific styles and do it maybe once and be like i nailed it the first time i don't have to touch it again like with state of grace i feel like she was doing u2 arena rock she did it once and she was like i'm not gonna really touch this again and Mm -hmm. i kind of i love that about taylor and i think it's a great album and i would throw beyonce in there too yes yes yes. as well because uh, you know uh, while i've been in my dixie chicks moment which i'm still very much in and we'll talk about gaslighter i was also um sort of going through Spotify and remembered that they had that collaboration with Beyonce on Daddy Issues, Daddy Lessons, and um, Daddy Issues. Demi Lovato uh, is, that's is a, Daddy That's, of course, issues. a Demi Lovato classic. And that's rule number, rule of culture number 97. Daddy Issues, Daddy issues is, of course, is, of course, a, a Demi, Demi Lovato, Lovato classic. classic. No, of course, Daddy Lessons is very much a different thing, but um, that's a full-ass country song, and that's from yes. Beyonce, and it's just she's obviously capable of that as well. For me, here's my take on the album because I 100% like love that this is what it is. This is her mm-hmm. moment. I would even call this a concept album because it is modern folk tales, many of them. I, yes, I think that yes. in, in a way, I think it can claim that title. For me, this is not my thing. But and I, I get I, it. And I say that as like just this is not an assessment or judgment on the album itself because it is quality. Yes. And I think that, um, you know, while the quarantine is not quote unquote good for anyone, I think it's been a great space for her to explore herself as a lyricist all over again. Because something that I feel was missing on Lover was real exploration. For example, we'll talk about the song She had Mad- very contemplative songs on Lover though, but it just, yes. it, just, it wasn't it wasn't hitting it wasn't scratching that like classic Taylor Swift itch that you want as a listener. That you it have didn't as a feel listener. singular. And I I'll, yeah. I'll get into this a little bit later. I specifically have a comparison between Mad Woman and uh The Man that I want to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But for me like I think as emo as I got in high school was like Dashboard Confessional. And sure. there is some dashboard on here. You know what I mean? Like illicit yeah. affairs. Like I was talking to Jared before. Like Very that's dashboard. a Dashboard Confessional song down. Very much so. So like for me, it's it's not my personal flavor. However, I know that when I need this album, it will be very much there for me. Oh, it's going to fucking deliver, babe. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, and honestly... I might make a little playlist for you, Matt Rogers, and I'll make it public for any reader who wants to listen to it. But like, I'll put like J- Jesus and Mary Chain and like mm-hmm. um, Waxahachie, of course, but also like 
you know, Ladies of the Canyon era Joni. She's like, the references right. here are so solid. And she's doing like, you know, she's doing like Cocteau Twins and Cranberries and um, like fucking Sixpence None the Richer and Natalie Brulee. There's like so much, there's a lot of like 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like what whatever. Lilith Fair became around the turn of the totally. century. Totally, you know, like that kind of vibe. And it's you. It's so funny you say Sixpence None the Richer. Jared said that before too. On August, it, it's it feels like Kiss Me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But th- so you say August, like, and we'll go through. But just off the top, like my favorite tracks on this yeah, album, go. I find for better or worse, are the ones that are more pop. So the one and August and mm-hmm. you know those are my favorite tracks. And Betty, like yes. those are. that kind of pop even like country-ish pop that's Uh kind of where i'm living in the album this is one of my favorite spaces of the album but i appreciate and deeply love everything so why don't we just go from the top shall we yes let me um oh yeah let's do let's do track by track let's go let's do track by track so the one we heard this one together for the first time what are your thoughts on the one really like it it's 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 i feel like and I'm going to say something kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. She, I'll say on Folklore and on Lover, mm-hmm. kind of biffed it with the opening tracks. Or not not like, not like the best ways in, I think, for for everybody. And I thought she was going to do it again. I, well, from, from you, so you think she biffed it on this first track? I don't think the one is the one that you start with, that you open this album with. When it started with her saying, I'm on some new shit, I was like, I, I kind of was like, oh no. Are we, are we, are we here? Yeah, it felt like um, uh, I forgot that you existed was sort of that same thing where it was like, I'm moved. I've moved on. It just felt like the sentiment that she said. And like she like she has like I think she is like retreading like her very common themes in this album like she normally does. And she's. Yeah, of course, we're not giving her permission as listeners. And she does that very well. Um, But I was just like, okay, like I it feels like an outlier to me. And the fact that it's the first track, normally her instincts are so on point with her first tracks, like State of Grace and then Welcome to New York. We love and um, Ready for It, too. Like Ready for It is such a good opener for Reputation. Ready for It is amazing. Yeah. For the one, I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's it just it sounds it also is, is misleading in in terms of like the sonic quality of the album. I, I was going to say that it feels like the start to a different album than we get. Um, yep. I don't like it. I feel like Cardigan should, should be the first track. Exactly. Or something I, like that. I That's agree. more indicative of the rest of the album. That being said, like, I think it, taking off the judgment of it as an album opener i love the song like i I really like the song i love what it's about like and just in general like the hook is fun like i just really like it and i real i recognize that a lot of times like like even i forgot that you existed like i think that's a really fun song and i love when she's a brat which i'm kind of missing on this album Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i love when she's like a pop star bratty like sort of big sound like i that's taylor to me like that's yeah see you haven't called her taylor taylor once until just now and i think she lost the taylor that's because she's being taylor on this she's not and, taylor and she's not taylor which is fine i mean and she is taylor that is what's on her birth certificate it's rule of culture number 50 she, she is, is taylor, taylor. i mean that's what's on, on her, her birth, birth certificate. certificate and so she's fully justified in being taylor yeah. um but i just miss taylor on this you album taylor um but i love the song love this song. yes well, what was Taylor's first album? Is it 1989? I think it's it's I think it's Red. Taylor appeared a little bit in Speak Now, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, like, but Mean was Taylor. 
Yeah, she started to become Taylor then, and then Sparks Fly is Taylor. Oh, for Sparks Fly is Taylor. It's a I hot mean, song. there's a lot going on there. And then Taylor was literally wrote half the album of Red, and then Taylor was full on 1989. I don't think there was any Taylor on there. No, that was, that was Taylor. Full Taylor. Taylor. Literally, she was like, maybe she wasn't even Taylor on Reputation. She was like Tay. You know what I mean? She was something else. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm not not seeing enough (laughs) Taylor. Taylor. Uh, But uh, anyway, love the one. And then we go into Cardigan, which is the single. What'd you feel? Um, I like it. I think it's great. It's it's classic national to me. Yeah, to me, is it is it too much national? This felt like Lana cosplay to me in a way where I was like, this doesn't feel like Taylor Swift. Yeah, that this felt like Norman fucking Rockwell Lana. Um, and right I, though, I, I, I enjoy it. And see, I'm like, maybe I'm like critiquing each track in terms of like the full context of the album because I like Cardigan in the way that it sets up other songs, like exactly um, like Betty, like Illicit Affairs. Yeah, to me, yeah. this is this is like where the album starts. Yeah. Um, and I her visuals for this are like exactly what what she wants them to be she is officially an old colonial woman who sat in the grass with her notebook and snapped you know what i mean like very that very that and i really i love that ah you know what i mean i love the little hooks like the it's a great song for me it's just i had a question about like do we feel like this is a lana del rey song but do we do we care because while this dreams is while this dreams is full lana dragon it's one of her best and this is this is a big discussion that I have, I find with so many people. I don't feel Wildest Dreams is Lana Drag the way this song is Lana Drag. I feel I feel Lana Del Rey is not capable of the big sound that Wildest Dreams is. I, I just don't think that she does that. Interesting. Wildest Dreams is Lana Drag pre Norman fucking Rock. Like like that's Lana Drag. Like. Um, you know, ultra violence and like the first album was that called Born to Die. It's, yeah. it's Born to Die, Lana. Um, and then this, and then Cardigan is Norman fucking Rockwell. But okay. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I yes, sonically it's more lush than a Lana song. While this, but I mean lyrically, this this song is like terrific, and the entire album lyrically is poetry, and we have to say that like. Patty Lapone said it first. Patty Lapone. Yes, I was going to bring up Patty. And we'll say it second. <laughs> and Taylor is a poet. This is an album of poetry. I mean, it really is. And th- she has never written like this. I mean, talking about. We do have to say, we do, well, hold on, but I do, I would, speaking before we move on, Wildest Dreams, Matt, our, my last night in LA, Matt and I got stoned with Jared and, and Sudi, mm-hmm. and we were watching Taylor videos. And Wildest Dreams, that bridge. I mean, you cannot beat that. That is that is one of her best bridges. And it just you you, you fully get finger blasted by that bridge. I mean, you and finger blasted today. You are on one about finger. Did you have you gotten fingered recently? I got fingered by me. No, I love kidding. that for you. No, that's you're actually <laughs> not kidding, out. which is Cut wonderful. No, 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 no. Stay real. I'm not a self fingerer. I never have been either. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. 
Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details you know what actually taylor could learn a lot from us because you know taylor doesn't write about fingering but taylor would give her two more years Give her too many anyway, years. so basically she was talking about getting fingered in the second half of um, Reputation. Sorry. Um, but anyway, <laughs> The Last Great American Dynasty. Oh, wow. I love this song. Love this. Love I this song. love this song. I love a storytelling moment from her. I love that she's, you know, third person in it. Like, I, yeah. I think it's really, really cool. And just well, she she comes in at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the twist that sh- that it's about her home in Rhode Island, I thought was really cute. The fact that she wrote a song about it, I thought is nice. And the fact that she is that explorative of an artist, 
like that she found some of herself in this woman that used to own her house. I thought is something that's very Taylor and uh, her vocals great. And I think it's a really satisfying song lyrically and vocally. I had a marvelous time ruining everything is a love that lyric. lyric. Um, it's a beautiful song about property ownership. Let's give it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So talk about exile exile uh people seem that the heteros seem to love exile i don't know the the, the rest of us who know better um sort of I, I think are brushing it off as like i i just bony Vera on this track first of all he his balls finally dropped that's what rose Domu tweeted mm-hmm. um such a deep register which is great for miss justin vernon you know it, it doesn't fully culminate until like they're both sort of trading off lines and phrases to each other i think it's fine it's a fine why does she sound why does he sound like the and by she i mean bon iver she sounds like the beast in beauty and the beast the live action yes hun when when he started singing i was like who the fuck is this beast he sounded like johnny cash like i was like this is not bon iver it just jarred me in the in the beginning and then you find out that he wrote his lyrics and she wrote hers and it's like yeah, well, the quality difference in the lyrics that he wrote and the lyrics that she wrote are a fucking, you know, it's it's a it's a difference. It's a difference. Taylor is more versatile as a lyricist than so many people give her credit for, and it's very evident here where she can she can like retrofit her process to someone else's voice, but a lot of people can't do the same. Like she's able to infuse all of these songs with like this like longing and this like specificity just like she really is and like but there's there's still a quality of like white femaleness to it that's like oh yeah like i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but it's i think that she is just more in touch with her emotions and she's just more illustrative with her emotions and i think she's interested in her own emotions in a way he doesn't seem to be on this song it just is like I, i get that she wanted to be down and cool with him writing his own verse because I think she was excited that he wanted to be on it. But for me, uh, the strength of the song is with her. And it really comes alive in the bridge when he sounds like himself again. Like like we've been saying, Taylor Swift, bridge queen. And the song does sort of lift off and go somewhere cool and emotional. But the first verse, I'm, I'm just not into. The, the the only sort of like moment for me is when they're singing sort of to each other and he's just like um you gave me no signs and then she goes I gave and then she sings I gave so many signs um, yeah. that's like when it gets interesting uh but that's it yeah let's move yeah. on my tears ricochet lovely this is great and I mean this is so I love didn't have it in myself to go with grace like it's about betrayal the imagery again in this song is wildly good mm-hmm. ultimately it's about or getting fucked over over her music. Yeah. She it, wants it, those masters back. This is a song about Scooter. 100%. It's a very Panic at the Disco title, don't you think? Mm-hmm. My Tears Ricochet. ricochet. It would need to be eight more words long, but like, sure, sure, My sure. Tears Ricochet off the desk at which I sit and isn't yeah, that yeah. fun? Like, <laughs> oh <laughs> then it God. would be a Panic at the Disco title, but love this, love that Ricochet is in the song. Yes, Ricochet. <laughs> Miss Ricochet. ricochet. By the way, congratulations, Shea Coulee. Congratulations, Miss Ricochet Coulee. Yeah, this song is great. I mean, and then we get Mirrorball. I fucking love, love this Mirrorball. This is Jesus and Mary Chain. This is Magnetic Fields, drag, mm-hmm. realness. It's, yeah. I fucking, I see like, this is like me, like there's this record store in Denver, Twist and Shout, 
hey Denver. Um, mm-hmm. This this I mean yeah for for me like this very speaks to this very much speaks to like the my sort of musical upbringing where it's like it wasn't until high school that I was like discovering like my my horizons were expanding and I was like going through crates and stuff of music and like discovering all these musicians independently and I was just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this, like, I I don't know. I I associate this sonic quality to just that lush, like deep, vibrant sort of production on it. It's so good. And her voice being layered in is so nice. I was just going to say a lot of it is the layering of the vocals is really, really nice. And this is really the sixpence, none the richer moment on the album, Uh I feel. uh And again, the lyrics, we could could talk on every song about how good the lyrics is. But what I would, what I pulled from this is the vocals are great and um she sounds great and just to talk lyrically specifically when she says i've never been a natural all i do is try 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 you know jared points Uh, out that that's like really who she is you know what i mean and it's a self-awareness about herself which is kind of cool to see and um just love that that it's it feels like lyrically this is taylor swift in a nutshell it's her coming to terms with like the thing that's sort of motivated her whole life which is that she just works she, I mean, she's like, she, you, you can't deny, I mean, like, whatever, like, let's just like put aside like any sort of like value and like productivity or whatever or anything, but it's like, she just works so hard mm-hmm. and she has, she has worked for like validation from like the industry. It's, it's like, it's, it's interesting. I'm reading a lot of interviews um by Aaron with Aaron Dessner. I read one this morning as well from Vulture, I believe. Vulture, um, he did one with Pitchfork where he was talking about how like he met Taylor and like how Taylor like went to one of the Nationals or one of Big Red Machine's concerts in Prospect Park last year. She went with Anthony, I think, and um, which is great. And I love that. I think I think Anthony is the perfect sort of like cipher or like the 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 surrogate to like to like introduce Taylor to these bands. But like I'm sure Taylor like, knew of them. If before. Anthony is the reason for folklore, I have mixed feelings about that. But ultimately, stop, I'm stop, happy. stop. Um, but Taylor, <laughs> sure, I'll stop. But Aaron Dessner, Aaron Dessner was just like, um, yeah, like we met like she and like you can tell that like he respects he always respected the hell out of her. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think amongst musicians, like say like 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 whatever the general public's sentiment around Taylor Swift is like crested and, and crashed like so many in so many different ways and times. But like musicians, I think, see through all that and like respect the hell out of Taylor Swift. I am sure that they do. That's why she has a million Grammys. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's like, yes, her industry respects her, but also the people that make up the industry respect her. That's why she has so many interesting collaborations. That's why she works with the best of the best. I mean, yeah, sure. She she has a machine behind her that probably gets whatever it wants. But ultimately, you cannot argue with the fact that anyone can not anyone can become successful, but anyone with the amount of privilege that she had can become probably yeah, sure, s- sure. successful in some way. Not everyone can become the most successful and stay the most successful. She is really, really, really talented. And we talk about her as a songwriter and a musician, but you know, in terms of her vocal ability, something that's happening throughout this entire album is she is really emotionally connected to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And um, even when it's like, a, even when she's outsourcing the experience to, through like another point of view, it's still like so lived in. Yep. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say, yes, you're right about like any, anyone quote unquote could have like reached this level of whatever exposure, but like, not everyone can leverage their resources in this way. Mm-hmm. She knows how to direct her whatever energy, let's say, to the right people and at the right time and conserve the right things and pull them out at the right mm-hmm. in the right ways and execute in the correct way. And I think she's she's done that. The album gets really strong for me around this area. Yes, um, I agree. Seven, I mean, 
this is this song is a moment. This song is about you know. Nostalgia is her best fucking friend, as we know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this song is actually about a lot more than I think people realize. Yeah. Because it's about, I think, a friend of hers that went through a trauma at a very young age. Right. Um, is what I'm gathering from my research. And yep. just the the lyric, um, are there still beautiful things? Um, you know, talking about, and that very vivid painting of a girl up in a tree, like looking down, like her saying Pennsylvania's below mm -hmm, her. Like mm -hmm. that moment of innocence is so captured in this and saying you peaked at, sev at seven, that's, it's sad. It's yeah. really sad. And I, it so feels like a quarantine song. You know what I mean? Like a real moment of reflection. I mean, I don't know if I know better songs than this that are about this yeah uh mirabelle i think is a contender for for quarantine for a good quarantine song um mm -hmm. which where it's like um hush i know they say the end is near but you know mm -hmm. whatever it's mm -hmm. like but seven seven feels like an uh an alice monroe story it's like so mm. like tragic and like sad and about a girl <laughs> which we all fucking love anyway yeah um seven i love i just she's doing something new vocally i think that we haven't heard her do before yeah it's just like cool. like just singing up in that little i guess it's not really a mask or it's not really like a a mix but it's like she's 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 like she's like kind of straining in this very nice way and i don't even know if straining is the right word but mm. it's beautiful it's beautiful i mean well speaking of vocals we get the album's one and only belt on august Ugh. Which I love. I um, love August. This is my favorite song. And it should come as no surprise because I, I've been saying that I, you know, gravitate more towards the pop stuff. There's a drum machine. Yeah. To me, I sp specifically love this song because not only is it more in line with my sensibility in terms of not only Taylor, but also just pop music. Yeah. I love what this is about. This yeah. is about that... Um, like an, like an ephemeral summer romance. Yes, yeah. it's about that relationship in your life that comes and goes and you um, will always remember it. And that lyric about it being like a bottle of sipped wine, August slipped away. Man, it is so good. It's, it's, no, and, I'm, I'm about to be ooh. a fucking, I'm, I'm about to be a fucking idiot. It's So first she goes, August slipped away like a, into a moment in time. Yeah, and then I she wasn't... Goes, and then she goes, August sipped away like a bottle of wine. Yeah. Come on. Come on, it's little incredible. subtle, subtle change in the consonant. Yeah, she nailed that. And also, um, you know, just the, she's, again, so good at just saying what we all feel. And we're all like, oh, yeah, that is how I feel. Like, cancel all your plans just in case you call. Like, that feels like old Taylor in a way where you're like, yeah, that's that girl. That's that girl we know. And, sh and she's still um, she's still here in this 30, year, 30, 30 one-year-old body that she was when she was 14 15 16 years old you know like yeah, still sure. grappling with this stuff and still able to articulate it in that pure way you're like yeah that taylor that you weren't sure was still there from 1989 through reputation and lover which is kind of a mess compared to this album if i might if i do say so myself sure sure, sure. um no real shade because it's still a great album we just have her such such a high standard um it's really fun to hear this stuff from her this is classic taylor where she has uh she has a bridge that's like one sort of idea and then she repeats it again but then like sort of mm -hmm. with with this like accentuated um force behind it because you know like I, do, you, do you remember like she she does they, they canceled my plans just in case he would call and then she comes mm -hmm. back into it it dropped the beat drops out and then it like and the guitars and the drums come back in like full force the second time when she when she repeats the bridge it's like okay mm -hmm. like she knows 
she's like so good at she's done this a million times before and and we love it because she knows when to pull out the trucks yeah and i mean it also didn't feel like a departure from the rest of the album either you know no. what i mean it just feels like a high point yeah like a like a classic just natural high point in the album yes. i yes. love this song i think i think it's the album's strongest song it's one of my favorites um this is me trying i really don't have too much to say about this i think it's pretty simple i think it's i think it's good i i, yeah. I just don't have too much to say about it after the three songs that came before it like you know i i i think it's it's a different emotional texture and i like that she's playing a little bit like um this is desperate, like the, but sure. and I think it's a good acting performance. This is like the Archer, where it just starts off with Which like a, one tone. It's like because uh, on this is me trying. It's like, and then there's and then the drums come in and then it starts to embellish. But then like I think that's how the Archer was. It's just it's like the within the Archer was like the, and then the other stuff gets gets sort of glommed on, but um, layered in, yeah, layered in. I think this is like a very a nice little sort mm -hmm. of garnish on the album i guess where it's just like uh, uh yeah it, it just builds towards like this this crescendo at the end yeah one of my favorite songs on the album is illicit affairs because i just i i loved dashboard confessional and this to me feels like a song the bridge that, is so dashboard i mean not everything about it like i love that it's just about like you know and a lot of it almost feels like a short chapter of a book it's just mm -hmm. so well written and it's such a you can really follow it. And a lot of this album is about being secretive and what goes on behind the scenes that like not everyone knows about and like mm -hmm. little little moments like stolen moments. And yeah. I like that she explores this like, you know, um, not to just repeat the title, but illicit side of herself, like naughty side of herself, like side of herself that's breaking the rules a little bit. I think it's really fun. I love the surprising little melody choices in the in the yeah, verses. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, you know, what I think she does on, on this album uh, is she makes these meals out of like small, small flings. Let's say where it's like I've, mm -hmm. and this is this is just me getting personal, but it's like I'm all I'm always hung up on the thing of like, oh, I haven't had anything longer. I haven't been in a relationship longer than like this much time and this much time. And I talk to friends and like other friends who kind of have the same experience, and they're like, yeah, but it's like it's like time doesn't lend anything legitimacy and it's like it's 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 these like fleeting moments that are so powerful and i feel like she i think taylor's like really leaning into that sort of overall notion on this album is like these little moments get blown out into these musical sort of pieces um that are so mm -hmm. beautiful and i do love illicit affairs for being the second part of this teenage love trilogy that she right. said she built out love that you have you have betty you have the the other woman and then you have james i guess who is like um and then and then you mean by later. other woman you mean miss inez miss inez who oh. is a gay icon well no but the the, the the do you think inez is singing illicit affairs that's from inez's that's what point jared and i think you you heard the rumors from inez mm, okay interesting we'll, we'll get to that when we get to betty but um i think inez yes. is just like a fun like is like a fun like person with the gossip. You think it's a fun thing that rhymes with says. I think it's a fun thing that rhymes with says. It's a fun <laughs> name that rhymes with says. And then, then she's all Inez is just like it's a way for Taylor to put a little color in the album. <laughs> she wasn't Don't. hearing enough color. You should. Jared stop. is saying. Okay, so I guess the the love triangle is Betty, Inez, and James, named after Blake Lively and this Ryan is what Reynolds Jared says. Yeah. Um, we don't have to get into that. He, that just, that, he, that, he just gave me a look that was like I'm right. Oh, I'm sure he's right, but I'm also like, okay, that's right. We have to like Hi, Jane. 
this couple that got married on a plantation. Jane Needle. saying hello. <gasps> hi, Jane. Oh, hi, Jane. I miss her. Oh, Aww. she's so beautiful. She's, she's a gorgeous woman. She's a, she's doing wonderfully. I was thinking about Jane today. I was reading a book that was talking about um the limbic brain and about how like dogs play fetch and play tug of war, not because it doesn't serve any evolutionary purpose, but it's because they want to connect with, you know, they're people they like. Well, you know, Jane actually is going through it a little bit right now because she hurt her paw a little bit at daycare. And so no. she's actually going she's going to the vet now and she's going to get checked out. And Jared, Jared thinks that he can sense in her energy that she's not feeling too good. Has Jared talked to a pet psychic? Has Jared talked to a pet psychic yet? He has not spoken to a pet psychic, but I famously want us to speak to you one. You should speak to one. I was talking with M Fight Master the other night and they were telling me about uh, an experience with a pet psychic they had w- uh, with their cat. Mm-hmm. Um, whose name was originally some crazy name, but the pet psychic was like, "Oh no, the cat wants to be called Rindy. Like you, you've been calling the cat Rindy, and the cat likes the name Rindy. And okay. like, it's just these pet psychics. I mean, they they are communing with something big, and I think you should you should have Jared talk to a pet psychic. I mean, we'll we'll be speaking to to a pet psychic in the near future. Yes. Um. But let's continue with our sort of discussion okay. on this album and talk about Invisible String, a song that everyone loves and I don't get. It's a beautiful song. I don't get it. I don't I I don't get it's not that I don't it's not that I hate it. It's just that everyone has this reaction to it and I'm like, what makes this one so much different than everything else? It's just the the, the way the guitar is plucked. Aaron Dustner was saying in an interview that um the bridge on the guitar was like there was like a rubber stopper on it that like kind of like stopped the the strings the plucks from vibrating so that it just sounded so plucky i just think it's so it's it, she's just it's just such an interestingly produced and instrumental and like uh arranged song and like you know this is the thing and we, as we've established taylor swift does longing be- better than anybody and this is a song um i think pitchfork was writing about this like there's there's a quality in a lot of love songs that is like um, missing someone before you've met them. Like Carly Rae Jepsen, before you came into mm-hmm. my life, I missed you so bad. There's like there's like there's like this feeling. There's no word for it, but there's this feeling that gets written about kind of universally. And I feel like this is a song that's about that. It's like two people um, who they haven't even met, but there are these like f- invisible hands and forces that like bring them together. And I think she, I think Taylor captures that so perfectly. Yeah, and it's just a beautiful song. It's a beautiful melody. I'm not even going to speak about this one because I just, I don't really have strong feelings on it either way. I'm just reacting to the fact that everyone seems to love this one as like a standout on the album. And I think it's one of her best, I think it's one of her best songs. I really do. That's what Jared said. Yeah. It's one of her her best best songs ever. It's just, it's so evocative. It's so, I can't even get into why. Did you hear his laugh? What did he say? Do it again. (laughs) Uh, I just I just love it I just think it's so lovely it's lovely well moving to one of the songs that I think is the best one on the whole album I don't care much for this Mad Mad Woman Woman. see Mad Woman to me is like the girl on Reputation has chilled out and like had a glass of wine and like maybe sipped some tea but is still just as pissed yeah like I think that her performance on this and the lyrics on this are the the best on the album like when she says that girl on the in the lawn, do you think that she's smiling or is she saying "fuck you" forever? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that to me is, and the way that she says it is so 
the way that she when she's delivering the line my cannons all firing at your yacht like she sounds furious and it, like you can hear mm-hmm. it in her voice she's like shaking with anger like this is about I guess Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, sh- they will be enemies of hers for the rest of her life. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, like, it's just so, like, you took me down, but you didn't realize that I will never stop fighting for what is mine and what mm-hmm. is right. And you mm-hmm. will always be the villains in this story. Yeah. Like, yes. you might have won the battle, but the war, you will, you, you will have lose. lost and you will always be losing it's like truly the song is like i mean i mean even just talking about like um you made her this way like this is your fault. it didn't have to be this way and this is my take pretty much on this entire album as compared to lover but specifically this song as compared to the man the man i've always said i don't love like i i I think it's very clever but it's on the nose she's it's 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 too much of a it's too simple of a thought that she's communicating literally selena gomez could sing that song i mean ariana grande could sing that song anyone could sing that song and i'd be like cool it didn't feel like singularly taylor swift like she was sort of like stating sexism instead of exploring sexism and exploring the way that it's like really hurt her and what her feelings are around it and exploring the fact that she's been betrayed by people that she trusted this is singularly taylor her using all of her like witch-like powers as a songwriter and really specifically illustrating what she's going through instead of you know if i was a man things would be easier like anyone can say that everyone has been saying that for the past 25 years and i think like unfortunately it's it's when you when you state it so plainly again and again that's when stupid people start stop listening and people will hear this and they'll feel it in their bones people have compared um the man with if i were a boy by beyonce and it's like that's like a full like rumination reflection on like how different her like Mm -hmm. experiences her or or her the way she would receive things or she would like what what else what she would do differently this is like the man is more like my career would be different if I was a, if I was a man, which like is that which is totally valid. But totally. Like, but it felt like her as a part of the pop music industry speaking on the issue and not her as an artist. Yeah. As a human being speaking on. The issue. I, I like that take on men, women a lot. And it's it's a more grounded rage. You're right. I like that. She's chilled out. She's had a, gl- a couple glasses of wine. Some years have passed by, but she's still like fucked, like fucking pissed. About right. The whole situation. The, and yeah. this is where I, I said, like. I think this is the most the best example of how quarantine has been a very interesting and useful creative time for her. Again, never want to say that quarantine's been quote unquote good for anyone, but You're just Jennifer saying, Aniston, like, I'm Janelle yeah, right. saying. So what stop. I'm saying is like this I wonder if she experimented with psychedelics before she did this. I'm willing to bet that she's done psychedelics before this album. I think she's done psychedelics. Like, I think she did it, like, before Red, honestly. I That would make sense <laughs> to me. But, like, the entire imagery of, like, her being up in the woods, yeah, wearing she, these weird know, clothes. You know she's making shrooms tea. She's doing the psilocybin tea, darling. 100%. And I was thinking to myself, like... She saw the Goop episode. She saw that yes, gay man. assistant. She did. She saw out. the Goop. Yes. She, she, she literally watched Goop and was like, I'm doing that. No, just kidding. She's smarter than that. <laughs> I'm, and see, here's the thing. Taylor watches the Goop show and says, I want to do that. Taylor has been doing it for 10 years. Like, for me, it's like she's like already been explored her mind. But yes. Taylor, I think, 
see, this is this is the difference. Taylor was singing the man, and I don't want to hear about the man from Taylor. Taylor wrote Mad Woman, and I'm like wrapped. So you're not even. So I thought you were like disappointed that Taylor was back, but you're, you're saying no. Like, I'm not disappointed that Taylor is back. I'm saying Taylor and Taylor are, are two different. different people, and Taylor is hips, hips, yeah, point. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, and yeah, Taylor yeah. is like. I am, you know, writing my name in a tree, but for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am this girl. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to write poetry and actually not go to class today. Or like, I'm feeling sick because I'm, I'm too emotional, which sure. I love. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love, love both that. those girls, but yes. I want them to, I want them to both naturally be themselves. You know I what I mean? I see, I see. Because there is like a duality to her. What's her, what's her sign? What's her sign? Shh. She's a Sagittarius. Yes, December. Yeah, the Archer. Um, mm-hmm, right, uh, right, right. She's a Sag. I want. I want Johnny Nicholas to get to the bottom of her chart. I want. Mm-hmm. I want Miss Johnny Nicholas to really look into what's going on there. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launch and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. You might even say that on this album, she had an epiphany. Oh my God. Is that what's next? Yeah. Can you tell that I've been doing puns for the past two weeks? There's a lot of pun humor in Hot Dog. So like, um, epiphany, anyway, stunning. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. gorgeous, What a beautiful tribute to her grandfather. Yeah. Discussing, you know, his experiences in the war and then relating it to COVID. Relating it to COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this yeah, is I mean, a beautiful song. Beautiful song. I mean, I, I don't have much to really say about it other than I just appreciate. Um, Gorgeous song about the fragility of life. Yes. We stand. Um, okay, what, let's get into then Betty. Then we, we have Betty. I she I think she is fully aware of the sort of queer baiting discussion that's been around her ever since Lover. And I feel like she absolutely knew what she was going to be doing, What that she was going to drive the queers up the fucking wall with like the speculation on this. I love that she's taking cover behind this is from the point of view of James. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I mean, even her singing through um a, a sort of like transcending gender in her point of view is a queer thing, you know? Like she, she's doing something queer regardless of your take on this. I do not think she wrote this as a queer baiting thing. I think she's telling a story just like she told the story with every track on the album. She could have easily used the third person, easily used the third person and and said, James did this, James did that. Nope. I'm going to revisit this later. I don't think so, honey, because I'm officially over it. Um, But I feel that she is just simply exploring perspective on this song Mm -mm. beautifully. I love this song. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites on the entire album, and I think that it has nothing to do with queerness. And I don't think she sat Here. she sat down and wrote that song and said, <laughs> and the internet will talk about how it might be queer. You're, despite- you're dis- That's Taylor, though. Taylor is still in Taylor the- Taylor doesn't exist on this album, Yes, though. but she subconsciously exists. She is very much pulling the strings, Taylor, because Taylor- this is Taylor. I disagree with you, to- stupid. Stupid whore. I want to say that- uh, Aaron Dessner also said that she was going for like Bob Dylan, like freewheeling, like early Bob Dylan, freewheeling Bob Dylan tease, like harmonica, of course, like the whole bit. It's very much um, fucking Kate uh, Blanchett and I'm not there, like doing Bob Dylan. It's like, okay, this is a woman doing drag as a man. And right, singing. but I don't. But 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 and that's I, queer, darling. And that's no, queer, even though she's, I don't. Even though it's not like this lesbian anthem, it's still she's. It's a queer. It's queer canon. 
if people needed as, to be queer as canon, your then friend, as your friend Jill Gutowitz said, this song is queer canon. Betty is queer canon no matter she's what. She's wrong, and I would say that to Jill's face as I push her off a bridge. So here's what I feel. This is, she's being an artist on this song, not a queer baiter on this song. Taylor she can be queer both. baits. Taylor doesn't queer bait. I think she Taylor. Is, she, no, she's she sat on the grass with her bare feet and she wrote this song because she wanted to explore perspective and tell that tr that tell the trilogy story. It's not queer baiting and I I'm I'm revisit I just don't think it is. I don't think there's more to it than she wrote a lovely song which my only problem with it is it's the same literally same same exact chord progression as Death by a Thousand Cuts which is distracting to me. Literally it's the same. Yeah, but, but artists um, do that all the time. It's the same exact Chord it's progression, like, but it's like how Judas is the same exact chord progression as like Bad Romance. I would point that out as well. Then, if that's true, I would point that out as well. I just it is, think it is true. There's no need to question its validity, right? Bitch, stupid. You are you are just mad that I don't agree with you on that point. But I will say this: while the song is not queer canon, and I don't think she was baiting with this, I do think Inez is a gay icon. Inez is a gay icon. Mm -hmm. Now it's now it's Ryan Reynolds's daughter. Um, Why is their daughter named Inez? I'm not sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure this it might be a family name. Um, we we should say that we love Ryan. We love Blake. We love we, the children. Uh, we don't know them. We can't say we love them. We don't Blake, know them. Miss Miss. Why Blake. is I would like to know? Honestly, I don't think so, honey. That Blake Lively named her daughter Inez. Well, that's not for us to question. It is for us to question. I'm going to be up front. Can I say something? Blake Lively stopped me in the halls of 8H and complimented me one time, so I can't really talk. <laughs> oh, my God. You're <laughs> no, fucking, you're such a out. fucking sellout we're gonna, whore. We're cutting it out. No, we're, we're not. Cutting it out. We're yes, not. We are. We're yes, not cutting we are. it out. He says, he goes, I have to be honest, Blake Lively stopped me in the studios of SNL and like complimented me on my performance or whatever. So he thinks we have to cut this out. We are not cutting it out, bitch. You also haven't said anything. It's me that's questioning why her kid is named Inez. And I would ask her that question in the studios of 8H. I'm trying to protect my friends, Blake and Ryan, who got married on a plantation. LOL. <laughs> Stop. Hi, Jared. What's up? We can't. Hi, Jared. We can't use any of this. Anyway. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't. I really don't think Betty is queer baiting. I don't. Guys, just let me just let me. You just have, have you have the you can have it, and guess what? Millions agree with you over us, but we have to voice this. I don't you're, believe you're, it is. This is actually erasure. It's not erasure. It's not erasure because we don't need erasure. No, it's not because we don't need Taylor Swift to be gay if she's not, and I don't think she is. And I think it's like I I resent the fact that she could she's like hiding in a closet. I'm not somewhere. saying I'm not saying no matter what she's gay. I'm saying that she decided to have a queer filter through her songwriting in Betty. And that's absolutely, you can absolutely make that argument. Fine, maybe that, but I'm just she's saying- She's channeling that Bob it's Dylan. Also, right, but it's also in an album called Folklore in which she's telling folk tales. I think that it's also just as valid to say it's a story from someone's point of view. Because I think she's doing a lot of storytelling on the album. That's you don't what I'm think saying. There's a, like, you don't think there's a place for queer people in modern folk tales, got it. Homophobic whore. No, I'm saying that she can. T first, I'm sorry, homophobic no. sex worker. Oh, oh my god! Let's move on. Peace. Um, I love peace. Love peace. Literally love peace. Thought the album should have ended with this. I uh, I agree, but I would say that I think this is a genius marketing tool for her to be like, and stay tuned. If you buy my vinyl or my physical CD, you'll get the bonus track, "The Lakes," which feels like maybe the real closer. 
I wish that the Lakes was the closer then and not Hoax because I don't like Hoax. Hoax I feel like is, it, it, it feels tacked on. Well, it's I think um it's intentionally inconclusive. Like she you think is it's intentionally inconclusive. I think she's intentionally sort of like it ends on this like unresolved like phrase. Um, oh my god, Doug, hot engineer Doug is saying in the chat, please don't use Bob Dylan, misspelled by the way, D I L L O N, in the same sentence as T Swift. Doug, if you're a real, you know what? No one asked you. If you're a real freewheeling, you know, blonde on blonde bitch like me, I know my Bob Dylan. Don't misspell the damn name. And also, sweetie. you wouldn't be so threatened. You wouldn't be so. Threatened. You wouldn't be so threatened, Doug. Because you know who, I, you know who I bet doesn't mind the comparison, Bob Dylan herself. Herself. So I'm cl- I'm closing this chat now. See you later. See you later, Doug. All right. We love Doug. Now, Just and kidding. We love Doug so much, don't we? We love Doug and we appreciate his perspective. And thank we you to him for sending me this pop filter um, as a surprise shady gift. I really yes. actually laughed at that. I had a good laugh at that one. Going to have girl, to apply the pop, pop filter I, and laugh on that one. I, girl, I don't think it's a shady thing. Everyone, no one is, no one is immune. No one is immune to a pop filter, bitch. Hun, you you make P's and S's and T's, and you and you you do the fricative sounds just like all of us. Excuse in the English me, speaking world. It's shade when the gift arrives without any notice because it's like, hi, bitch, got you this without any heads up, and I'm there to left assuming that I am popping my P's and T's and C's or whatever. <laughs> so I'm just saying the shade was in the surprise of the gift. Um, peace is gorgeous. Um, love peace. Uh, love. They say uh, loving is public, but I would die for you in secret. I'm butchering the lyric, but it's just so. Do you think that William Bowery is Joe Alwyn? I don't care. I love. I mean, will the the William Bowery of it all is very Taylor. Let's say, extremely Taylor for her to create a name for someone that. I mean, it's it's obviously Joe, right? William Bowery. Didn't they meet in Bowery? I have no idea. What's what's Bowery? In like Bowery? Like the, the New York area. Oh, oh. Like, and that's why she keeps talking about East Village dive bars and She's stuff. always been obsessed with the East Village dive bar of it all in relation to Joe. Yeah, she's been referencing dive bars since Reputation. And you're like, when have you ever been in a dive bar? I think that she spent quite a bit of time there. She probably was in that dive bar one time. Let's say she was in like Death and Company one time. And now, like, it's like she just has imprinted on the idea of dive bars as this, like, novel concept. I believe that her team is fearsome and talented enough to have it, to execute her participating in a dive bar culture if she wanted to. I think they could have cleared things out, costumed her, etc., that she could go hang out with Joe Alwyn in dive bars in the East Village. I do. Yeah. Okay. God, I miss I miss bars. I'm sorry to be one of those oh, people. I mean, me too. I mean, it's just it's well just... For, for me. It's it's coming in cycles. I'm like, oh no, like I'll I'll be fine until the vaccine. And now I'm just like, oh, I I would just want like a martini or like a, I know. A, you know and the thing is, I'm not talented at making drinks either. Well, that's not true. I'm actually pretty good. You are very. It was good. a bartender. You, you, you 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 make very good drinks. Okay, peace. I love peace. Love um, it. Hoax. Yeah, we don't have to talk about hoax, but I, do, I don't care I, about it. I do think hoax is intentionally placed in in a way that I don't I don't give that credit that same credit to the one being intentionally placed as the opener hoax is intentionally placed as a closer as a way of like leaving it this like open-ended sort of yeah thought I don't know I think the bookends of the album are off but I um don't think it matters because this album is such an achievement I mean I yeah. I, I think that it's really really incredible to see that she is 
so willing to explore new areas of herself as a songwriter because it mm -hmm. feels like the same girl but feels like a more mature version and just like someone that's pushed it even further who's already been giving us so much great stuff for a long time and i think yeah. that it kind of makes lover look even more foolish because oh one thing i think that um I hope that we have from her going forward is she doesn't need to answer to anyone no. and she doesn't need to pretend to be anything. She doesn't need to stomp around uh, in ally clothing. It's great that she wants to be an ally, but she she doesn't have to go necessarily go as far image wise right. as I think that she has thought in the past. Like it kind of feels like not authentic in a way, the last album and not like pretending, pretending to be best friends with like a Carrie Davenport. You're like, really? Like, she, right. I think, I think, it, I mean, she would cop to it all being sort of ornamental to the music, I think. And now there's just no, there's no ornament to it beyond just like the William Bowery of it all. Like that's the, the only Taylor elements are the conversation around Betty and then the William Bowery of it all. I feel like folklore is like, also, big ups to her for releasing a fucking autumn ass album in the summer and taking um, us there and and truly taking us into sweater weather vibes. Truly, sweater weather, cardigan ass, no rules in terms of tone here. Yeah. But one thing I love is like this album feels like a whole meal, whereas like Lover feels like you ate a cupcake. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah, full. But the after cupcakes Lover. were good. Cupcakes were cupcakes really good. were good. I mean, the cupcakes were good, but love, but folklore is like we we just ate a warm stew. Red is red is a full meal to me. Is a feast. Red is fucking Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. And what's 1989? 1989 is sushi. Sushi out on the town. Sushi the best out on you the could town. Have. Conveyor belt, bitch. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so for me, if I'm ranking the albums now, and Reputation is, honey, it's a fucking. Um, Reputation is like let's let's say. Oh, why is this this one's hard reputation is a is a is a glass of ice water and it says wake up bitch and reputation is a cocktail it's not a um it's meal. not yeah exactly it, you know what it is it's a filthy filthy dirty martini yeah that's what yeah is. yeah that's reputation okay so you're gonna rank the albums right now i feel we can so okay. my ranking of the albums are i'm a 1989 girl because i love taylor okay red reputation Mm-hmm. Folklore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Speak now. Speak now. Fearless. Fearless lover, Taylor Swift. Okay. Folklore is I'm as much as I love it, I don't know where to place it, honestly. And in my ring. Well, Let's, also it's too it's maybe too early for this. Well, no, but okay, but I'll this is mine. Ready? I'm a red girl because red came out. You I know, know you mean, love you, red. Well, because you and I are the same sort of academic age where it came out first year out of college mm -hmm. and that it helped me through some shit you were feeling 22 i was feeling 22 i don't know about you red 1989 mm -hmm. folklore reputation speak now lover taylor swift oh no no uh, no 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 where does fearless oh, hold on hold on hold on it's fearless red. for me is six which feels shocking i know it's such a good album uh, i know okay it's let me just redo that it's red 1989 folklore Reputation, mm -hmm. Speak Now, Fearless, Lover, Taylor Swift. But can we say something? Like, yeah. let's give respect to Taylor, Taylor. This yes. album, th this title, title of that should be Taylor slash Taylor. Yes. <laughs> let's just, and let's just give respect because this artist is capable of folklore and reputation. Chameleon, come on. It's like, it's you a better give it up. 
You better give it up. You better give it up. Um, okay. I loved that discussion. Can we quickly um, g- give quick rundowns of, we don't have to do track by track. We don't have to do track by track on these, although I feel we owe, we let's talk a little bit about Hyman Dixie Chicks now. Yes. And then give a little bit more attention to, to Chromatica. Okay. So for, I would love to talk about Gaslighter, which for me is like, unbelievable start to finish Re- the, and i only i only don't love one song on it and it's not even that i dislike the song I just it's don't march think it march fits. and it's march march yeah i just think i love that the album is about one thing and it's, and about it's the, what happened it's on the boat. divorce yeah yeah i yeah. love that i i yes. love that it's about that it's such a good specific divorce album. thing i think it's one of the best divorce albums ever and yeah. for me, it's like March, March felt like hashtag political stance, hashtag liberal girls, hashtag Dixie chicks, you know, in a way. And we should say they are the chicks, the chicks. Um, and I think which, which rocks. Um, but for me, it's just that one song doesn't fit. It's not even that I don't like the song. It's just that it doesn't fit. It's literally it's 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 a literal distillation of the fact that they have been defined by a political stance in right in 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 their career yeah. um which i think which i think like them changing their name to the chicks is awesome um because yeah. it's it's because because they can do that because they have sort of earned earned quote unquote the um ability to sort of adapt themselves politically to things because they've been so like whiplashed into these different places that they never expected. Yes, dad. Yes, yes dad. dad. I think it's a phenomenal album. It's, a, it's, it's I mean, the Gaslighter, phenomenal. Folklore, and I will say Women in Music Part 3, Wimpy, phenomenal driving albums. You gotta drive. Yeah. As Miss Patti Lapone did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hi, Jane. Hello, Jane. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's a wonderful Such a girl. wonderful dog. Yeah, um, I love for her. I love Touch on My Boat. Jane is, Jane, is, Jane is having a cameo in the, in the song. She just licked okay. the mic. She just licked the mic. Texas Man, Sleep at Night. Well, I feel like Sleep at Night is the bop of the year. For me, I would nominate it for Record of the Year. Um, okay. I, I think the music video is amazing. Yeah. Um, love that them kind of doing their Heim thing in the, yes. music, in the music video. I... And we're gonna have Justin Tranter on the show. I can't wait, Miss Justin. Yes, and we're we're very excited for that. And he's not only done this album and done so many amazing, incredible songs, and yes. that's gonna be another music episode. So y'all can look forward to that one. <gasps> and um, this is amazing work. I mean, Gaslighter. That's a great song. When it came out, I was like, cool, yeah, they're back. I love it. This as a part of a whole, love it. I mean, love Sleep it. at Night. Texas man, I live for, and so I, great. I love that song. And it's like, it's 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 just I love it. You know, you know the Kelly Clarkson song, "Whole Lot of Woman." Ah, uh, yeah, vaguely. This is like an improvement on that idea. I think. Got it. Um, or like the song "Heat" by Kelly Clarkson. Yes, I love. Yes, you're right. Cousins. They they, they feel like in the same musical family. I love Texas man. Love for her. For her is gorgeous. I think there's some hidden gems on this album that people are not talking about. Yes, such as. Juliana, calm down. Calm down. Juliana, calm down is great. But can I be honest? I was mentally preparing myself for like, okay, this will be like my album for the next three weeks. And then Miss Taylor, Taylor, I should say, came in and just kind of disrupted 
my timeline on Gaslighter. So I have to revisit Gaslighter. Actually. And I'm the opposite because Taylor came out, but I'm still listening to Gaslighter. Gaslighter is a better I like it more. sonic companion to what you've been experiencing in the last couple of weeks, which is work, 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 get up, get up, get up, get up. Get it's up, way better. It fits into my life better right now. Um, Women in Music Part but 3. like I said, I love folklore and it will be there for me when I need it. Exactly. Women in Music Part 3. I, and then I just wanted to say one more thing, which is Young Man. Beautiful. Young Man. Beautiful. Beautiful It's a song. divorce album that thinks about the children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Which is a part of that. So it, this album really explores every aspect of that divorce. Of course, shout out to Tights on My Boat. Shout out. This album is amazing. And we should say, Natalie Maines, this is one of the best singers because she is so connected in her vocal cords to her heart and her soul and she is say, emotive. you feel everything she's thinking and feeling like almost like on par i know it's a weird like apples and oranges comparison but like i would say like a celine like someone who can just mm-hmm. emotionally deliver whatever yep whatever is like behind the, ly- the lyric yeah and if taylor is a bridge queen natalie mains is a second verse monster yes and all monster. the ladies that because they co-write the songs and again they worked with amazing miss people. marty they, miss miss emily yes and they too worked with jack Antonoff, obviously and in addition to justin and so many other amazing people gaslighter yes. i love i love it love it love it love it now spiritual successors in a way to the chicks heim mm-hmm. you 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 were kind of late to the party on women in music part three can i can i out can i out you as that yeah i mean I still don't have any vocabulary for it, to be honest with you. I'm just, and I want to, I want to give it space on this podcast to be loved. So yes, you yes, speak yes. about it. Okay. Well, um, I just love that. Well, Hunter Harris wrote this piece, um, this 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 mini profile on them, um, just talking about how the process was different, and they didn't frame it around like any one singular sonic quality. And I just think, I just think it like benefits from having all of these. Hmm. These 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 elements in it and Rostam Batmonglij like just producing a lot of these songs, brilliant touch. I mean like him, like he is I think like is such a good like guiding hand for a lot of these kinds of albums. And um, it's funny I I am of the belief that um the best tracks on the album are the bonus tracks, which are the are the promotional singles leading up to this. So that's nine nine minute Hallelujah Summer Girl, um, and I love that Summer Girl is about um. Uh, 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 Danielle's relationship with Ariel, her 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 um, partner, and I don't know. It's just it's just a wonderful album. Another try, gasoline. Um, the steps. My mom stands. Don't wanna. I was playing. I was playing the album in the car when I was back home with my parents. Wow. Um, my mom loves. Don't wanna. So so my mom is a Heim girl. Love um, that for her. Love that for her. Anyway, it's just a. It's just a great. It's and it's also such an L.A. album. Like they're literally in Cantor's Deli on the cover. Um, and the album starts with a track named called Los Angeles. It's just like a. It's a wonderful sort of transportive album that I think is just a flex on their songwriting songwriting abilities. Um, yeah, I just I just think it's phenomenal. It's great. Now I'm in it. You cannot deny. I love now I'm in it. Um, I just I I haven't I just will be honest like uh, it's not occupied any of the space of time I've been listening to music because I think I've just been listening to Chromatica so much and then Gaslighter and now this is just I I, it's not snuck its way into my musical diet which is on me it's on me it's on you it's on me readers 
Didn't do my homework on this one. So far, what I what I feel to be the quintessential quarantine album is mm -hmm. not folklore, actually. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to save this for my own thing, so honey. Okay. I'm going to save this for my own thing, so honey. Let's chat about Chromatica. Okay, Chromatica. Um, this is so much more my thing. Like, I just, I feel like I, when I heard this and we played it through, I was like, yes, we are dancing. We're having fun. We're being stupid. Yeah. We are on another planet, bitch. There is uh, orchestral interludes. Yes. yes. Stan, we are like, it's drama. Like it is hard sounds. It's the Gaga that we knew and love and were introduced to and then we got to explore on Born This Way. It's her being um, like the Star Wars Born era is over. It's yes. reminding you what she's all about. And yeah. to me, this album slaps the whole way through. The only song I skip is Replay. Replay I love. And I don't even dislike it. Is I'm just and I don't I don't even skip it necessarily. It's just like it is a skip for me. But um, you know what I mean. I guess I, my skip is. I mean, I'm never listening to the damn interludes. Not even two into nine one one. I so listen sorry to, to say what. Uh, uh, sign from above is ridiculous. Yeah, but how dare you disrespect? I I'm not even disrespecting. I'm just like this doesn't this doesn't count. You know. <laughs> You are an absolute <laughs> fool. I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing I my chromatica. Saw one side it's <laughs> okay. But this this the, this is an example of Gaga trolling. I think music. No, and, bitch. Yeah, yeah. She is being an alien. They're both being aliens. No, it's very. Why did you do that? It's very. Uh, before I cry, it's like before I cry. I mean, I think we're, we don't talk about enough. The chorus on Before I Cry from A Star Is Born being, because I'm going to cry. It's ridiculous. So stupid. I love it. So funny. And she knows how ridiculous it is and melodramatic. 1,000 Doves. I mean, it's a grower. Babylon. I love 1,000 Doves. Babylon is one of her best closures. Uh, Babylon. Second to, second to Edge of Glory, I would say. This album... Starting with Chromatica 1, we are standing. And then it goes into Alice. And I'll be very real. And, and I'm saying this knowing that Justin is coming. Because he wrote, yes. he wrote co-wrote this with her. I was like, I don't know about the Alice in Wonderland imagery. Because we've seen sure. it. We have, we have done this before. But in terms of the house sound and the, like, just this sound, I heard it being played outside. I was walking down the street mm -hmm. and someone was blasting it. And, like... I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great fucking track. It's a great song. It's a great track. I mean, like the, the fact of the matter is like, I might object to the themes, yes, but the, yes. because just because I've seen them before, like most notably, like I always think of uh, Gwen Stefani. Right. Um, but uh, that's not to say that you can't explore this just because it's territory that's been yeah, trod already yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I love the song ultimately. Like, it's wonderful. I think that again, it's a little weird to me that it's the first track. I kind of think stupid love should be the first track. Yeah. But, um, but the song itself is great. And you are in another planet when you get there. You know what I mean? Like, right. The, uh, 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 I, mean, I mean, I love that. The production on this album is like a weapon. I think she, she is someone who has never fucked up the opener. And I, including mm. on including Alice and even Chromatica One, let's say, because it leads into it. But um, no. God, think about it. Like, 
just I Married the Night and then Diamond Heart. Are you kidding I me? I love Diamond Heart. Diamond Heart and then fucking like and then Bad Romance, obviously. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. right, Bad Romance is is the opener on on Fame Monster, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Applause is iconically the last track on Art Pop, right? But on Art Pop, it's Aura that's the first track, and like Aura's right. got some pl- problematic lyrics, but I mean fucking phenomenal song like oh yeah like crazy weird weirdo song and then on the fame it's um just dance so it's like these like she has never fucked up the first track on any of her albums let's yeah. just say that let's just say also that. just notice like see this is when we were talking about folk- folklore we were like love this song it's really good <laughs> and with with chromatica we're like this yes! is great and this yeah. is more the space i like to be in not yeah. to say that that means one album is better than the other this is just i prefer to be in the range of five to 10 rather than one to five in terms of energy. Usually this is the space I prefer to be in. Like Stupid Love, I think is a fucking smash. Like one of her best lead singles. Yeah, we've we've talked about this song. Like I love the video, and then "Rain on Me" I think is a fucking iconic moment for us. It's a I top mean, this moment is, in culture. It's top moment in culture. It's made the list. It made Ariana the list. kills it. Yeah, and these remixes that are that have come out, "Purple Disco," phenomenal. You got to listen to it. Listen to this remix. So we've Girl. talked about these two songs. Ad free nauseum, woman, I love. I'm a free woman. Be free. Ugh. I love Amazing. when see this is the thing I mean like those little things that I know that we would look at each other and be like be free, be free. like yeah. stupid things like I I just free woman is a and everyone I always talk to is like eh free woman eh and I'm always no. like what how could you hear I'm a free woman and not be like laughing your ass off and dancing at the same time I'm a free woman yeah 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 and yeah, yeah. I'm a free woman like just so 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 simple and kind of stupid but mm-hmm. it's 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 Gaga. Okay, and then fun tonight. I'm having fun tonight. Love oh, it. Oh, oh. So fun. Um, Chromatica two into nine one one. Iconic, iconic, obviously. Iconic. What's your favorite one that you've seen smashed up as a meme on Twitter? You know, you want to know something? What? I was over it pretty quickly, and I just like as what? soon as I every single one made me laugh. I guess. I I guess like honestly, and I know this. I know this sounds basic, basic quote unquote, but it's like um, the first like, the the perfect nexus was the meme and um like statues of colonizers being torn down, like mm-hmm. it took my breath away. Like people taking down a statue of a colonizer and and just being like, oh my god, like that's fun. It's dramatic and it's also like I know I'm being like this is like this meets the moment, but like. I don't know that that's kind of like as soon as I saw that I was like great okay cool like no need to see like other ones see You're and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna completely no I'm gonna be trash and say my favorite one was uh it went over Lisa Rinna being like were people doing coke in your bathroom oh yeah 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 that's <laughs> and then a good like one. Kyle Richards gasping and them all like <gasps> and then another yeah, yeah, one was yeah. when Lisa Rinna threw the glass like I, I just love yes. Chromatica 2 into 911 anything Lisa Rinna that's huge. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even uh, Beverly Hills. It's Le- it's Lisa Rinna. I mean, Icon, who was celebrated today, actually in a BuzzFeed article saying that Lisa Rinna is one of the best Beverly Hills cast members because she act- acts as a producer while creating content. Yes, she's one of she's one of the best housewives. I would say. I think that she is iconic housewife and iconic person, and of course, I identify as Lisa Rinna. Of course, um, plastic um, doll. Nine, I love nine one one. I love. It's like a. 
I just I think it's so computery and like robot gaga and I'm yeah. obsessed. Yeah. Um plastic doll, we love. Love it. Um sour candy. Obsessed. Obsessed. Even though do you think it's too similar to Swish Wish? Oh, I didn't make that connection. I mean, I don't the, think but it Swish is. Wish was also house. I mean, they're just they're just inspired, they're drawing from the same source material in a way. Like, you know, they're they're both like inspired by that era of like Robin S like house. So music. sweet and I get a little angry. I love the black pink girls. I love I love a K pop crossover. Enigma, I love. Yeah, I love Enigma. Replays yeah, would you go with far? No, just are. just giving you pure like again, I'm gonna say it. Like house, it just it sounds like a Robin S song. And like she's giving you vocals mm-hmm, that are like mm-hmm. um Oh no, um this is why I love Alice. I'm, I'm going to go back to Alice because it sounds like Crystal Waters. It sounds like um, Gypsy Woman. It's just like, dun, 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 dun. it's just that. And like, it's it's just the DNA is like throughout the whole album of just like this specific Sonic like take. Um, replay, we, we it's a skip. I just, it's, I just don't love it. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? And I love the second half of the album, but I just, just replayed. I was like. The production on the chorus, like. Like not not even like the actual lyrics, but it's like after she sings replay, replay, and then there's like the like there's that warped vocal is great. Yeah, I mean it's good. It's great. Um, Chromatica three into sign from above. I love sign from above. I think it's like the drag moment of the whole thing. And Elton John, I saw one sign from ha. Bob, his gay baritone ass <gasps> stomping into the club. Oh my god! Still got it. Still big got fag. it. Elton, big fag. Um, a thousand doves. Listen, I love to make fun of a thousand like doves, but it's a thousand doves. I mean, it's come on, great. it's it's one of the only like, it's it's one of not the only, it's one of the most memorable hooks, I think. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and she's just screaming. It's called her One Thousand face. Doves. I know it's so it's camp. It's fun. It's it's silly. It's like classic Gaga. And then finally, I mean, this is like Black Jesus. I'm in fashion, like mm-hmm. just like pure, pure like so like like the like heart of queer culture. Like it's ballroom. It's like so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Babylon. Babylon, battle you for love. your life. I oh. mean, battle for your life, Babylon. That's gossip is such a fun like. That's gossip. It's so it's such a, like a fun turn of phrase to throw in and like it's just a way to identify the song immediately. It's just it's it's brilliant. It's <laughs> Patrick so good. Rogers always does that in the middle of any one sentence. He just that's goes, gossip. That's gossip. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny every time. Every time. And, Future you know, guests, because you all should be listening to the rear view. The rear as well. view. Yes, uh, new podcast uh, brought to you by Grinder. Mm-hmm. Lovely Grinder, which I was recently um, blocked and kicked off from because p- too many people were reporting my account as catfishing, and I had to. Wow. Be like, no. It's unfortunately me, and I'm unfortunately, you know, shopping for 
I'm not. I'm just window shopping at this point. I can't even. Well, like, girl, you know who to contact to get back on, Miss Rogers herself. No, I talked to some lovely person named Oliver, um, and had to take a photo of me with a piece of paper that said some like that had my email address on it. So you know, Oliver oh has that. Gosh. Anyway, well, anyway, um, well, I, I do, we do support the podcast, which is yes. Um, oh my god, please listen to Miss Monique Hart, Miss Chester Lockhart, Miss Jay Jordan, and Miss Patrick Rogers, and we hope to have several of them on the podcast. Chester, Chester is an icon. They're all icons. They're all icons. Monique obviously is an icon. Jay Jordan, we love. Jay Jordan, we've been meaning to have on the podcast for ages. We love yeah. him. And we um, have to. I, we have to have my sister Patrick on because it has to be. We have to, to have, have to represent the house. I, I really want everyone to meet the house once. And I'm warning you guys, like, I, I I would hear Matt and Patrick, before I met Patrick, I would hear Matt use this term, throw around this term, the like house, 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 H-A-U-S, and I'd be like, okay, what's going on there? And then when you meet, when you see Matt and Patrick together, you go, that's house. That's that, gossip. It's very house. It has a house energy. You know it's I mean? house energy, and, you know, it's really beautiful. And I gotta say, I'll save it for the episode when Patrick comes on, but I, mm-hmm. I will preview my sentiment by saying, like, seeing you two... Um, be together was just like, okay, I can let Matt go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you are the stupidest bitch in the wild you know, west. That's that's the sentiment. No, that is not the way you felt. That is the way I felt tonight. And I fe- and it you felt just good. felt that I would be taken care of in Los Angeles. You didn't feel yes. you could let me go, stupid. Well, I mean, I mean, you'll never are, let me go. Those are companion thoughts and sentiments, you know? I will never let you go. If you uh, let me go, I'll be really upset. I'll be really upset too. Should we move on? I don't think so, honey. I think so. Because I think you really so. upset me. Oh, and Matt just wrapped on a hot dog and he ha- is wearing his gorgeous robe with his name embroidered on it. I've never gotten a wrap gift like that, by the way. And slippers that with dogs' heads as the f- slippers. Oh my God. That They're is, so comfy. That is, nor- that's the biggest slipper I've seen in my life. Well, you know, Jane was fighting with the shoes. Oh, Jane thought it was the dog. Mm-hmm. She thought mm. so. Oh. I'm thinking about getting a dog is my announcement. I think you should get a dog. Oh. I think it's pretty much time. Yeah, um, you have dog energy. Especially now that we're in the car and I'm feeling like if I was going to get one, now would be a good time. Although, you know, I was talking to Jess about this, who's the head judge on the show. Yes. And I was like, is now a good time? to adopt a dog and because I was thinking like you don't want to adopt a dog and then have the dog think that you being around all the time is normal normal. and not be able to socialize it correctly because what I would hate to happen is for the dog to uh, be confused when life restarts again and um, all of a sudden I don't I don't I don't want the dog to be anxious or have a complex that I'm leaving it so what did Jess say she said that you can that she agrees with that, but it's, it is ultimately a good time because you do need to focus a lot of time in the beginning on training the dog. Yeah. Um, and yeah. cause I do want to get a young dog. I think I'm obviously going to adopt uh, a rescue. Good but dog. I, young I, dog, young dog, rescue dog, beautiful, beautiful coat. Good performer. Good performer. Um, but, producer. Uh, producer of hopefully not poop in the house and um young producer um and matt's baby matt's baby you know it's 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 a conversation i'm having with myself and those around me but um you know i have a lot of stuff around you i count as those around you you do you count i mean your opinion here matters i think you would take very good care of it yes i think i would too i think i would like one 
that is an energy match for me. And I did see one on an, uh, a website where I, it, and I think it was actually a hint that I should get him because his name was Richard and I would name him Dickie. Dickie. Yeah. Oh, you, you with a dog named Dickie is not even on the nose. It's just like, it's just, it's perfect. I don't know why well, anyway. I went to on the nose. Dickie just seems, it's just silly and fun. For me to have a dog named Dickie yeah. uh, is on the nose. It's because of my huge wiener. Yes. Um. Anyway, uh, thinking about it. Thinking about it. But while I think about it, we should do, I don't think so, honey. Okay. This is our one minute segment where we rail on something in the culture for one minute. As I've said, Matt, do you have something? You had alluded to something earlier. I do. Okay, so this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Y'all needing Taylor Swift to be gay and continuing this gay queer narrative. Shut the fuck up. Please, please stop. Because if she were queer, I know we would know it. Because she would have been unable to withhold it in her lyricism. And actually, you saying that Taylor Swift is queer and like hiding it from us, you're insulting her. You are insulting and assaulting her honesty in her music. And I would never do that as a Taylor fan. You assault her when you do this. And let me just say this. I don't think so, honey, the whole Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss narrative, because I don't think that she would date someone that was so, I'm not even going to call her anything. I'm just going to, I just don't think she would date Carly Kloss. I think that Taylor (laughs) Swift would date someone like, I don't know. Not that Carly Kloss isn't interesting, but interesting. Like someone like Clea. 15 seconds. I don't know. I just think that Taylor Swift, to say that she's a lesbian and queer baiting is like an album cycle ago. Catch up. The new thing we're saying about Taylor is that she cooks soups and lays in the grass and tries psychedelics. If you're going to assert a narrative about her, it's that she's a drug user. I don't think so, honey, anything else. And that's one minute. Okay, so that's a rule. So if you're going to assert anything about her, let it be that she's a drug user. That's rule of culture number seven. If you're going to assert anything, Anything about Taylor? It's that she's a Swift. It's that she's a Swift. It's that she's a drug user. In 2020. In 2020. I think I don't buy the Carly Kloss narrative. I don't buy Taylor. Never did. I don't ship them even. I don't even care if they're... um, But... So boring. I think that she is still queering her music, even though she's not herself gay. Does she is definitely sense? looking like a little lesbian in the Spotify videos that played during the song. She definitely is wearing her, her hair in a way that I would describe as questioning. I think she is just expanding her parameters of mm-hmm. her gender expression. And that's and that's lovely. She's literally expressing her gender differently in Betty, let's say. Okay, so I think that's different than 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 expressing her queerness or queer baiting. I think it's I think it's artistic and I think that she is uh, yes, being a storyteller I'm, I'm, I'm in not, the purest form. I'm very facetiously being like she's a lesbian, she's a lesbian. Obviously not, she's not and you know whatever. But that's not for me to label and designate, but I think she is doing a fun queering of her songwriting. We need to have Jill on the show. We need to have Jill on the show. We we because Jill, Jill Rocks. Please read. We're, we're gonna have we're gonna have Jill on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying that she is like she is like dipping her toe into like a different gender expression. That's that that's it. Into a, into a like expanded gender expression. That's all. 
which is great. I just think once it gets caught up in a sensationalist narrative about whether or not she's queer, I, I'm not comfortable yes. with it in the year of our Lord 2020 when I don't think this should be as big of a deal. And I think that she'd be honest about it because I think she's been honest about so much recently yes, that yes. why would she withhold that from us when she understands the um, importance that her words and actions hold now? You know what I mean? Sure. The way that people like Jill are writing about it uh, on Vulture uh, is 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 in a very facetious. Yeah. Tone. Oh my God. No, Jill is not. No, Jill is being fun about it and being a sleuth about and it. And what am I she being is about it? A lesbian sleuth. You, as always, are being a sensationalist, and I've been saying this about you for years. You're a yes. sensationalist, mm -hmm. and you, you, your aim is to make money. I believe that you are in this industry to make money off of the foibles of others. I think that's why you go to SNL and I think that's why you ask them to be on the show. Yeah. And I think you asked them to them, be on the show. Them to be on the show. You, you asked SNL if you could be on the show and they said yes. Oh, and yes they said yes. Because you wanted to go out there and portray. And make money off the foibles of other people. You wanted to make money off the foibles of other people and that is how SNL works. That is how SNL works. You asked them to be on. Yeah. With an agenda. With an agenda. <laughs> You have a queer agenda. I have to say something. <laughs> Bowen Yang has a very queer agenda, which is crazy because he's white and straight. And yeah. I keep saying this. I don't know what your end game is, but I am I along know. for the ride. It's um, it's just it's all subterfuge. I'm not who I seem. I never mean what I say, and mm -hmm. that's true. Okay, smoke and mirrors down, down boots. Okay, let's go, let's go. This all right. Are you gonna you're gonna leave me in? No. Um. Here we. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is. Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey and his one minute starts now. I Don't Think So Honey. Matt Rogers not saying a fucking <gasps> peep about Charlie XCX's quarantine album, What I'm Feeling Now. It is, I think it beats out folklore as like a quarantine work. She wrote, produced, recorded that album in what, like four weeks time and I think it's one of her best works. Oh my God, it is so phenomenal. The songwriting is so experimental and she she is she is the one to watch. She is the future of pop. She is like expanding the parameters. I'll say that I'll use that phrase again and you have been silent on her. This have you seen her time. live? Have you seen her live? I have seen her live. Actually, I don't think I have, but Great. I okay, keep going. Keep going. Stop it. Don't I don't think so, honey. Oh, let me let me let me do a two parter. I don't think so many people who think that seeing an artist live grants them 15. any sort of legitimacy in their stand -in when obviously some hmm. of us are casual listeners and go see them live and don't give a shit about when their quarantine album drops. I'm going to give you 10 more fact, seconds. A masterpiece. So I've seen pl I have I, I stand plenty of artists who I've never ten. seen live and I've seen plenty of artists live who I don't care for at all. And that's one minute. What do you Let think me about tell that? you something right now. I actually haven't heard the new Charlie X. And album why not? Because I was depressed at the time. And so I, were all of us. Everyone does depression differently, stupid. <laughs> and you should know that. And you should know that. You should know it. And I will listen to it because I love Charlie. And what's your whole thing about seeing her live? Because I have seen her live. I've actually paid the dollars to support the girl. And so you. Did you pay it. the dollars or did someone be were someone like, hey Matt, I have an extra ticket to Charlie? How foolish a question to ask on this. I think that's dad, that's actually what happened. No. Someone had an extra what ticket. What happened was it was actually <laughs> bought for me, but I Venmoed the person who bought it. Okay, so you, wise you ass. You didn't actually like like go about the task of buying a ticket to see her show. 
literally I did spend here's how here's how no 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 no, 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 no. what I did was what tickets, I said no because tickets, I you didn't, you didn't go after the tickets dropped and was like I gotta I go was see told, Charlie I was told there'd be a concert of Charlie XCX I was what does asked, that mean? Would you like to go? I so said she was. She wasn't emphatic, even the only act yes. performing. She I wasn't said, even the only act performing. No, was that's she? not true. I've actually. So thank you for reminding me. No, thank you for reminding me that I've seen her twice because I saw her at Go West Fest. We went to go see Troy perform. That doesn't Kim. count. Festivals don't. No, count, No, it did because she was one of the top three reasons I went. I went for Troy, Kim, and Charlie, and also shut up. So Why I went to go you see that. To the album. And I went to go see Charlie on her own tour, which Jared said, would you like to go? I said, absolutely, yes. And I then bought him for the tickets. So, yes, I did pay. Now, why haven't I listened to the new album? Because it wasn't released in like a major way. I didn't know about it. And yes, at the it time, was. I was feeling depressed. And I feel that I will be given the space now to go listen to it and not deal with any grief from you. Miss. Oh my God. You are tuning out like such huge cultures on the internet who like were waiting with bated breath for this album to drop. You have no idea the standum. I the scale of the standum. And I am part of it. I just haven't listened to that one album sometimes. Erasure. You, you know erase. how I am. You know how I am. You know I, I like know how to... you are. I I tell you this thing is really cool. You should check it out. And you say, hmm, maybe. And you never No, it's touch it's it. not that. It's just that whenever I have a new album coming out and I feel like I need time. Like, for example, why haven't you talked about Dua? Because that was like four or five months ago. No, you still haven't said anything. I have publicly talked about Dua on my own you platforms. You have not. You have on not your said, own platforms? Yes, on my own platforms. We are two independent people with our own independent uh, in spheres of influence. I'm not hearing enough Dua. I'm not I'm not hearing I'm enough Charlie I'm not hearing Give enough, enough. Dua I'm not seeing I'm, enough Dua concerts this is the thing is that Ellen Pompey didn't even really say it in that way it's just that we have like revisionistly no, like, I made it. her say I'm not she, I'm this, the, not seeing enough color this is the way she said it and I'm not seeing enough color but we have like twisted we've the made sound it into, we've made it into I'm not seeing I, enough color I'm not seeing enough color which I which I wish is how she said it. Which I, I wish mean, is how she said it. The jury's anyway. out on how she said it. No one can ever know. And we can never know. Um, you can have we to listen talk to Charlie. About, quickly talk about yeah. this being a music episode. The smash box. Holiday. That is by Holiday Little by Little Mix. I mean, you all out there, readers, it's actually really important that you don't sleep on Little Mix. You don't sleep on Little Mix. And can I can I give a shout out to... Ho, why is you here by Flo Millie, the 20 year old, 19 year old at the time of recording, Wunderkind. There are some, um, there's a track called Pussycat Doll. Matt, you have to listen to it. Oh my God, you're going to okay. love it. She's like giving you full on, I think an amazing mixtape. Anyway, Holiday Another's, by Little Mix. Yes. Yes. Another song that I feel gets lost in the conversation is React by the Pussycat Dolls, who are back. Yes. Amazing. And I feel like that's a fucking track and a half and Nicole and is serving on it and the video is you can't believe how they look I haven't seen the video I will check it oh me. my god Bowen it is vagina to the sky it I is love crazy that. so um that and yeah. also oh my god there's one more there's one more that I don't want to miss fuck 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 uh, there's a lot of good stuff oh Chloe and Hallie we gotta love Chloe yeah and they're slaying it and you know what we're getting very soon Black is King Black is King this Friday even we we're talking wait. about an album of the year that could be entirely women and we love that chromatica 
Folklore, probably a front runner. No, but let me watch. They'll give it to Chainsmokers, who are canceled now, by the way, after their fucking they concert. They certainly will not give it to Chainsmokers now. I'm kidding. Um, any yes. any other little culture that you want to touch on? No, I mean, I I was excited that this was going to be a music focused one. I think, I mean, music is kind of the the um thing that I think we're all sort of enjoying collectively on the same level. Uh, we in the royal we. Let's um, give it up to Will Ferrell, our daddy, for charting. Charting with Husavik? With the song Husavik from Eurovision, the film. Something that was successful. Very successful. Slayed on, on Netflix. We love, you, we love you, Will Ferrell. Check him out if you haven't already. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the culture I want to talk about. Well, we love this yeah. episode of music. Yes, yes, And, yes. Um, you know, I thank you I thank for you. going on a musical journey. I see where you are on the East Coast. It's sort of getting a little darker, a little it's bit darker. A little darker, a little bit darker. And here, you know, it's merely five. I I hope you are enjoying your time of rest. You've 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 been through a lot of uh, strain and work, and I'm I'm so excited to see this project. I look forward. I think it's going to be great. And I can't wait. And you can be looking for that one. And to quote Sheree Whitfield from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, more September. More September. More September. <laughs> more summer. More summer, Sheree. spring. More September. Joggers. Joggers. More I mean, September I, I is just, iconic. More September. I watched, there was a thread on Twitter, which was um the best like single Real Housewives of Atlanta lines. And who on check me, boo? Is who never, me, ever, boo? ever going to be lost. I love um, Kenya going, it's time to die. It's time to die. Who wants to also, die? The iconic is the iconic Nini. Close your legs to marry men. Trash bag. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Also, who said that? I mean, uh, iconic. Iconic. All iconic. And also them explaining to Portia that the Underground Railroad was not a real railroad. Oh, and we, we, let's shout out Miss Derek. We, we're going to talk about drag racing in a couple episodes or maybe the next episode. But um, mm-hmm. let's shout out Derek Barry for wearing a shirt in the finale that said, Nobody died. Nobody no was killed. No one was killed. No, no one was killed. Nobody, Nobody was killed. Was killed. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's an iconic. Oh, we love Derek. Forever. We love, we love Derek, Derek. And I guess, yeah, on the next episode, which you'll have to tune in to find out what it is, we will. Um, I feel like that's alluding to the fact that it's going to be one of the queens. It's not going to be one of the queens. However, queens. we are having one of the queens on one of the iconic queens. One of the winners of Drag Race is going to be on very oh. soon. Um, won't spoil it. Won't spoil but, it. But um. They're coming, and we're so excited. And uh, we'll talk more about Drag Race in the next episode and probably the one after. Yeah. Um, So lots of talk about that. And in the meantime, we're celebrating Shea Coulee and also giving big ups to Jujubee and Miss Cracker as well. They were amazing. That was a good top three. That was great. And they're incredible queens. But yeah, you know Shea deserved that one all the way. And as we always do, we'll close out with the song. As we and always I can do. See do you know the words? Oh, it's such a beautiful song. It's really good. Hey, if you haven't, Stream Folklore by Taylor Swift. We get a cut of the stream dollars. Just kidding. We don't. I wish we did. And also just an announcement, I'm not releasing a folklore album. So don't stop asking it for it. I was released I released a lover oh, and that's it. That's I all know. you get. Oh. Can't yeah, make fun was... of folklore. It's not there's no hook. For the next one, for the next album in like three years. I almost did one that was like 
no one knows this, but she actually did a folklore. She re- she started recording this folklore in in May, but she also recorded an entire album in February, in, in March, and April when quarantine first started. Here is that album. I almost did that. That's really good. And it was just going to be. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll still do it. You should still do it. And then now that you've said it, the fans will, the readers will scream. <laughs> They'll be tagging so. Okay, now for real, let's close out with this song. Okay. Um. He said, let's get out of this town, drive out of the city, away from the crowd. I thought I can help you now, nothing lasts forever. But this is getting good now. So listen to the rest of that. He has listened to 1989 by Taylor Swift. The track is Wildest Dreams. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts